Namaste. Over a hundred years back, Sri saw that the world was going through, or rather going to go through, uh, many upheavals, revolutionary changes, which of course had already started. Um, but through all this, he saw not only India becoming free, but many new things of the future that were wanting to manifest. He saw the various crises that we were all going through as an evolutionary crisis, um, hundred years down the line, and and he even in fact indicated that in this crisis is concealed the choice of our destiny. Means every crisis is also a point of choice, and based on the choice, we either change and go towards uh, the future, or we fall back uh, onto the you know line on this side, onto the old, the past. So this is how he foresaw things and over a period of time he developed the whole way, the method, gave us a path. Uh, Of course with the collaboration of the mother, the divine mother, um, he gave us a sunlit path through which we can move toward the future provided we make this choice. But the crisis aspect was there. There will be crisis and these crises, every crisis will be a question of choice. Now, Uh, This was something very interesting because uh, the world did go through, not only during that time, time to time it goes through a process of crisis and every crisis we look back um, in the whole evolutionary history of mankind is a crisis which is a prelude to change. So first there is a conflict between two ways of life, then there is of course a crisis point and then there is a conscious choice and then there is the change. So uh, here he showed us the entire roadmap. So when crisis comes, we can either try to handle it with all our past ways, past equipment, past methods, which of course are generated by the mind, meant for the satisfaction of the ego self, driven by the ego self and for the satisfaction of our desire, comfort zones, greed, fear, etc., etc. This is the operating system of human beings. So, but uh, the more radical the crisis, the more the capacity or the possibility of a leap. And if we take a leap, that means a complete change um, uh, into a new consciousness, a new being uh, whose operating system will no more be the ego but the psychic being who will no more be driven by desire but the impulse or the will or the urge of the divine within him, the Shakti, the impulsion of that and instead of acting on the basis of selfishness, he will live for a larger work of God in the world, service of the divine in the world in various ways and greed, fear, ambition, lust will be replaced in him with a heart that is nobler and generous, kind, vast, wise, strong, luminous. This is what he uh, gave us as a road map to the future. Now, 50 years down the line, when Sri gave this uh, kind of a magic phrase uh, in 1915-16 in the Live Divine, 50 years down the line, the mother repeated it again. Now, after the supramental manifestation, she gave these number of messages, men, countries, continent, the choice is imperative, truth or the abyss. He gave another you know, beautiful message, the world is preparing for a big change. Will you help? Uh, are you ready? Blessed are those who take a leap toward the future. The future of the earth depends upon a change of consciousness, but it is left to men to decide. Uh, whether they will collaborate with the change or the change is thrust upon them by the power of crashing circumstances. Now, 50 years still further down the line. Now, these messages are somewhere in the late 1960s. Now, 50 years still down the line, which is when we are celebrating the 150th 
you know, Sesquip Centenary of Sherbindo. Again, we need to ask ourselves, have we made those choices? So, um, uh, well, every individual, every country, every group of humanity is being asked upon to make this choice. Now, what really is this choice? This choice is, of course, we open to Mother and Shurbindo, we go to the center, we, we pray, we worship. This is an integral part of the yoga that we follow. But the choice is whether we want to operate, belong to the old world, the old way of life. One may do worship, prayer, everything and yet be driven by the ego. This is something we need to understand because more and more we see people, they, uh, you know, there is a feeling that just because we pay lip service to Shurabindu, you know, there is a, uh, Shurabindu cautions about it in, in the human cycle that the way humanity deals with an ideal is ordinarily to pay lip service to it or a verbal homage, but it never tries to change its life based on that. It colors it more or less, but doesn't change. So inwardly we don't change. We just outwardly, you know, uh, we may belong or we may try to turn it into a kind of a religious approach. Now, nothing wrong with that. As I said, that's an important part, integral part of our, you know, journey. But most important is inwardly how we are changing. Now, this uh, most important change that the mother, uh, you know, cautioned it about uh, us about and insisted upon is tell the ego its authority is gone. So we cannot, you know, still we act as if under the ego, my authority, my way, my thinking, my approach, everybody should follow it. So repeatedly she was reminding us that tell the ego its hour is gone. And she also reminded us it's the hour to be heroic. And what is true heroism? Heroism, several ways she defined. One of them is the courage to accept one's own errors and mistakes and to learn from them. But the true heroism is to tell the ego that your role is over. Now you are dead. My life is meant for following the divine will, surrendering to the divine will, which actually is the supreme act of heroism. It requires tremendous courage. Otherwise, we are driven so much with self-will, etc. So this is what this moment is. And if you see... Last 10 years, we can ask ourselves the choices, uh, you know, whether it be um, the small elementary choices in our everyday life, the food we eat, the people we associate with, the kind of uh, conversation we have, to our reactions and responses to, uh, let's say, a condition like the corona uh, or various political and other turmoils. Are we really making the choices in the light of Mother and Shurabindo? Or are we still following the same old world and its pattern, the same material scientific paradigm and yet claiming to be, you know, that we are on the side of the choices. Now, this is where this is going to hit us harder and harder. This is only the beginning. The more we, uh, you know, the one of the first things that the supermind is going to really uh, do with us when mother was asked, what is it going to Drive away. She said, drive away. Why nothing? Because supermind will put everything in its place. Then after a pause, he said, it's going to drive away hypocrisy from nature. So to profess one thing and, you know, practice somebody else, uh, something else. So it is going to take that away. And when it does it, it's going to pain. So that's why knowing this, at least, you know, many of us are very fortunate and privileged to, uh, to be brought to this path. So, more and more we have to make dynamic conscious choices on the side of the transformation. Because if we don't do that, we run the risk of falling back toward the old and to fall back toward the old is to destroy. After all, what really is death? Death is when inwardly something in us may continue to progress. But the body, the mind is unable to, you know, keep pace with that progress. One of the signs of old age is when people think about what things were when they were 
you know, <laughs> 20 or 30 or 40. Well, they are not able to keep pace with the forward march of mankind. I'm not saying that everything that is new is, many new things are fashion. They are not really the future. Uh, they are they are as much going to go away as, uh, you know, the old consciousness. But nevertheless, it's important that we begin to more and more make conscious choices toward the transformation. It means replacing the mind and its so-called analytical way of thinking and understanding life by a more and more consciously intuitive thing. It means the mind should begin to fall more and more quiet. And in that quietude, wait for the um, the divine uh, wisdom, the divine in you know um, afflators to really take charge of our speech our thought and reveal to us in the quietude of the mind the truth that is appearing manifesting and not react based on personal preferences likes and dislikes it also means that our heart right now cabined into uh, you know small little sections of this is my type this is mine and this is other it becomes really vast and is able to uh, embrace not just human beings but all creatures of the earth and not only earth but all beings in this universe and reclaim our universality and see in every one of them some manifestation of the Narayana. But at the same time this doesn't mean this embrace is not the way it is normally professed that everything is mine so you know Vasudev Kutumbakam uh, it doesn't mean that uh, you know we forget that very purpose for which creation is built. Creation is built to manifest the divine. And there are things which come and help us uh, or there are you know ways of life which are helping toward the future which we must accept and encourage and go through them. And there are things which are going to retard and block the way toward the future which we must actively oppose. That's what we see Shobindo doing during the Second World War, that when he saw it was not about war, people think he was against war. That's not the point. In fact, in Essays on the Gita, he says very clearly that according to Heraclitus, war is the father of all things. It was not being against war or, you know, pro-war or violence and non-violence. It was against a way of life. So Hitler represented a way of life which was cruel, which was, you know, something which was full of deception and falsehood. Whereas there is another kind of war where human beings act under courage. So at every point of time, this courage is demanded from us, this faith, this endurance. And if we don't do that, we run the risk of falling back to a lower species. Shubindo and the mother, mother particularly, she cautioned us after the, you know, manifestation of the mind that um, there will be slowly this humanity is going to uh, based on the choices go on either this side of the new creation or on the other side and there will be those who are open to Shobindo thought who will at a point of time be suddenly uplifted us right now we may not feel that degree of change because we are interconnected but a time will come when suddenly we will be as if cut off from the rest and lifted up towards a new creation cut off meaning thereby outwardly the way in ashram and many places uh, this is practiced. Whereas um, inwardly, of course, we remain connected with everything. Whereas there will be a humanity which will fall back, which will fall back. It's an aborted attempt at being human. The, the mother used the word, it's a perverted kind of humanity, which lives only for satisfying its greed, its ambitions, which justifies its fear under whatever name or pretext. This is going to collapse. This was the meaning of the message, men, countries, continents, the choice is imperative, truth or the abyss. So this is what is she expects of us and it's a wonderful 150th year when we can take a complete clean break from the past as the mother said something very interesting 
that Shurabindu's birthday is the day of great amnesties when much of the past is not much, all past errors are effaced. So we can take a leap toward the future. And in this context, I would like to read a passage from the mother. She says, After all, the whole problem is to know whether humanity has reached the state of pure gold or whether it still needs to be tested in the crucible. It's based on one of the aphorisms of Shirvindo where he says very clearly, um, Wherefore he selected... Um, okay, another one. Wherefore God hammers so fiercely at his world, tramples and kneads it like dough, casts it so often into the bloodbath and the red hell heat of the furnace, because humanity in the mass is still a hard, crude and vile ore, which will not otherwise be smelted and shaped. Because we are so hard, our hearts are so hard, we are so rigid, we are so crude. So therefore it needs to be hammered. But then he reminds us, as is his material, so is his method. Let it help to transmute itself into nobler and purer metal. His ways with it will be gentler and sweeter, much loftier and fairer its uses. So that's what she reminds us that, you know, we have to look into ourselves. It's the hour of great sincerity that have we really been transmuted into pure gold? One thing is evident, humanity has not become pure gold. That is visible and certain. And this is speaking in 1957. Already there were a number of people who were around her, who were there right from beginning. But something has happened in the world's history which allows us to hope that a selected few in humanity, a small number of beings perhaps are ready to be transformed into pure gold and that they will be able to manifest strength without violence, heroism without destruction and courage without catastrophe. Now, to prepare ourselves for this, the entire yoga, uh, wideness, plasticity, compassion, benevolence, endurance, faith, all this required. And, uh, you know, it's enough if there are few... Transformation is not a mass process. It's just not, uh, you know, it's like uh, the leap. Now, once there are a select few of human beings who are transmuted, then it will have a cascading effect. But at first, the effort has to be concentrated upon a few. This we need to understand that transformation is not a wholesale process because man is not ready even to shed a little habit. Forget about transformation. The second aspect we need to understand is that frankly speaking, even logically, if man doesn't change, you change any system, have the best of things, best of machines, equipment, uh, but man is the same. So how will it help? You know, there was a very interesting um, letter of Nirodha where he tells Shurabindo, I believe the mother is planning a new hospital with all, you know, super facility. And uh, he says at the end, dream of a new millennium. Eh? And Shurabindo reminds on the contrary, the dream of a new millennium is when we won't need hospitals. See, this whole idea that this is how we will make things better, this must collapse. We have to empower ourselves. It's we who are the authors of a pain, the authors of change. What is Sri Aurobindo's call in Savitri? O force compelled, fate driven, earth born race. O petty adventurers in an infinite world, but not for a changeless littleness where you bend, not for vain repetition where you built. And then he of course reminds us, uh, you know, that uh, instead of being a prisoner of a dwarf humanity, uh, this transient earthly being, if he so wills, 
can fit his acts in a transcendent scheme. So instead of you know bringing God into our scheme of things, we'll do things our way, but God is there to support us. We should, for a change, take the leap and say, "Not my way, but your way. Not my way, not others' way, but your way." And tune ourselves to the will of God and and try to live life like that. This is what is expected to us. And for that, she says. But in the very next paragraph, Shobindo gives the essence answer: If man could once consent to be spiritualized, if only the individual could consent to be spiritualized, otherwise, whatever we may do, we may make a big movement, we may make number of hospitals, we may make number of you know shelters, places for people to stay, eat, everything. Langars, free langars, meditation centers. Nothing will change if we don't change from the human, mental, egoistic-driven person into the spiritualized humanity of the future. And this is going to time is going to press more and more. She reminds us something in him asks for it, aspires, and all the rest refuses. Wants to continue to be what it is, the mixed ore which needs to be cast into the furnace. And why it's so challenging? Because suddenly we will have to be nothing. See, as a medical practitioner, I can uh, say that that you know when I one of the persons suggested when I came here said, why don't you join one of the you know uh, medical colleges and it will be nice, helpful for us because you know uh, you could um, become an expert, more and more expert. And so I said, I don't want to strengthen my ignorance. That's what humanity has been doing for thousands of years. Yet another hospital, yet another you know uh, school, yet another uh, you know meditation center. We have been doing this for thousands of years. Yet another system of governance. No, let it be few, but few are ready to put everything in one basket, ready to take the leap from man to the divinized humanity of the future. And so she says, and perhaps it would be enough. If some individuals become pure gold, for this would be enough to change the course of events. We are faced with this necessity in a very urgent way. So you see, this losing what we are. If I start learning a new way of healing, I have to forget that all my achievements, my medical knowledge, all this counted for nothing really. It only strengthened my ignorance. All my techniques of meditation, all the you know ways of teaching that I had devised, and many other in every other field, all my way of human relationship, all that meant nothing because something new has to emerge, and we have to learn that. And then she says, "This courage, this heroism, which the divine wants of us, why not use it to fight against one's own difficulties, one's own imperfections, one's own obscurities? Why not?" Heroically face the furnace of inner purification, so that it does not become necessary to pass once more through one of those terrible, gigantic destructions which plunge an entire civilization into darkness. This is the danger that is gaping at us. So, if just few human beings can cross over, not every monkey turn towards Rama, but those few, they could be integrated into human. In the story of Moses, there were those slaves, few who could go with him. In fact, the kings collapsed. So, in fact, we are reaching an age when it will not be that you know people who are kings and they are going to go. It is those, the meek and the humble, who are going to go through because they feel the necessity to evolve. So she says, 
closes with this this is the problem before us it is for each one to solve it in his own way and i add time presses from the human point of view so more and more we are living in an era when on one side we are not left with our own resources so that's a great help which is there available and this help is becoming more and more stronger especially on shubindu sesku centenary on the other hand the resistance the old world still continues its ways it 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 wears sometimes new and acceptable masks so we should be very careful uh, and uh, you know there was a hospital which was being named sometime back i remember in one place i won't uh, mention where and the name was shurbindo institute of medical sciences so i asked the person why are you naming it this way he said you know because uh, i was thinking along the lines of aims all india institute of medical sciences so same sounded much better so shurbindo institute of medical sciences so i said what is there of shurbindo in it so he had no clue at all and uh, he just wanted to put some photographs and some flower these things now i understand things may start this way and uh, well maybe become beautiful towards a future but that's their business but for us who have the call we have to thrust ourselves fully it's a different story that this man started something and eventually went to the jail Uh, because there was a lot of fraud going on in the name of shurbindo so we should be so careful that you know it's something so great special privilege that has been given to all of us and we being born in india is a privilege by its own right native right because we breathe spirituality we drink spirituality with the mother's milk and then being brought to this path of shurbindo and the mother is a double triple quadruple infinite privilege now at least those who have this complete faith uh, you know with aspiration and surrender if we can completely give ourselves to this change come what may uh, whatever be the ordeal whatever be the fire and furnace of purification to ready to go through it rather than falling back to the old ways like adventurers who are discovering something new like human beings in the forest who didn't know uh, you know what we are really looking for so if if we too could take that stand and uh, move towards this future which is full of on one side it's adventure it is full of the unknown uh, but it on the other side it's it's full of the assurance of the divine where the end is certain but the path is full of the adventure so let's take this adventure of transformation which shubindra has brought for us uh, maybe just a few but to these few of us uh, whom the mother has called us today uh, to listen to her in all of us let us take this beautiful year uh, and the help that has come to hasten our uh, consecration to make it more and more complete and to increase in our sincerity and aspiration toward the goal of supramental transformation toward the goal of divinization that shrubindra and the mother have given to us and whose doors they have opened to us by their infinite grace and love namaste